Hello and welcome everybody. This is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. Today we're actually catching up on some video and live streaming updates. So we're following up on some new releases, some new announcements, and some things that we've actually spoken about on the show previously. So we're going to be talking about YouTube Shorts, uh, CapCut, Camtasia, Rode, uh, TikTok and Instagram, and OBS Studio. So that's all coming up ahead in a moment. Uh, we're going out live to all the various places, so please let us know in the chat where you're watching from. We'd love to hear from you today. So, Sam, how's your week been? I, I get the feeling it's been a pretty hectic one. It's been busy. Yeah, I had some freelance work come up that was a, like a rush work on top of other work that was already assigned. And then from like the end of April to the end of May is just like birthday after birthday in this house. So <laughs> we just celebrated Iris's birthday. We're just getting ready for her party. And then I've got mine and Betty's got hers. And we're doing all this major stuff because we... Uh, converted our den into a bedroom so we're still sort of moving things around but uh yeah other than that uh kitten cam's going good we had some downtime on the youtube stream so my quest to hit 4000 watch time hours by my birthday has taken like uh like a big dip like we're off track by about 5 days and i'm trying to make progress on there so we'll see if i can get back into it how's everything with you Ah, uh, everything with me is going, going pretty well. Um, it, it's been an interesting week. Um, I'm trying to sort of switch up some things that I'm doing uh, in terms of my content creation. It's funny, I've kind of, I've got it down to a bit of a science, but I just kind of worry I'm not having any fun anymore. So I'm, I'm trying to, to switch it up a little bit and try yeah. a few new things. And I'll probably talk about those um, in a future show. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's so far so good. It is the weekend here already in Australia. It's Saturday and I've, I've got my coffee, so I can't complain too much. Um, so that, that's always good. Uh, <laughs> although I should say this one's getting rather cold now, but that's okay. <clears throat> I'll sip it throughout the show, I'm sure. All right. So today we're, we're sort of catching up on some, some updates, some announcements, some new versions of things. Um, and I think the place we should start with first is uh, YouTube, actually. So... YouTube have, a, and this was something I winched about on the show and they did eventually <laughs> listen because the irony of all this was that Google are the makers of the Android platform that uh, if you've got a phone that isn't Microsoft or Apple, it's probably running that. And uh, one of the yep. features they brought to their, their iOS devices was the ability to reply to a long form video comment as a YouTube short. Yep. Um, and I complained about this one not being available, but they have literally just in the last uh, week or two brought this out. So that's a very exciting thing. I haven't had a chance to play with it yet. Um, and, it, and it's kind of weird because I do most of my video production on my desktop computer. So it's going to be a whole other thing if I start making making videos on my phone, as much as I know a lot of people do love doing that. Uh, it's it's something I'm not crazy about myself, but uh, but we've got that. So we've got the ability to, uh, to, to essentially reply, but you've also got the ability to choose a thumbnail for your shorts on both uh, iOS and Android devices as well. I don't know if you've have you have you done much of that, Sam. I've I um, I always let it default to whatever is available. <laughs> yeah, with with shorts, I early on had like been doing some thumbnail stuff, and then I was like, it seems pointless. No one like no one ever sees those because just the nature of viewing shorts, you're bypassing that whole, you know, uh, placeholder. Mm. Um, 
but I do think that being able to, you know, create shorts out of uh, long form content and things like that is super great. I bet there's kind of like channels out there that don't make original content necessarily, to, not to say that it's not original, but that they just are these sort of react channels, kind of like old school YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's a weird thing, and especially, I think, on, on say, TikTok, where maybe, you know, I, I don't know if I should say this, but maybe the copyright isn't policed quite as heavily as it is on sure. YouTube. Yeah, there's um, definitely I, different I, rules. I just heard this thing during the week that it was like, I, if you're not making short-form content out of your own videos, somebody else mm -hmm. probably is. So, um, sure. That's that's a weird thing to to keep in mind, but um, certainly uh, that's all happening. Um, again, I know we've mentioned it on the show as well, um, but YouTube have sort of rolled out their uh, their YouTube podcast playlist feature, yeah. which is something that a lot of pod old school podcasters have a lot of feelings about. Um, but uh, apparently, uh, within the US, I think it is predominantly uh, if if you have sort of designated a particular YouTube playlist as a podcast. It should be available on YouTube Music, so that might oh, be okay. another place to to get a little bit of uh, traction in terms of listening. Okay, I know they also have plans on releasing an RSS feature so that you can then forward this entire playlist podcast to the you know legit OG podcast uh, sources, you know Apple and and all iTunes whatnot. So I'm waiting for that. I think that's going to be exciting. Uh, and we'll see. Um, I've seen a lot of people talking about how, um, you know, because it's a newer thing, YouTube's pushing it. So anyone who has a podcast podcast playlist is seeing like a, a boom in their numbers. I've, we've made this into uh, a podcast as well on, on YouTube. It's got more. I don't know if I would call it a boom, <laughs> but it's something. It's uh, and maybe you and I need to c can um pair our numbers a little bit because this yeah, goes maybe. out to both of our channels. So um, yeah, that's true. Let's. I'm uh, just going to take a moment to check in with the chat. So uh, hi to CG who's joining us, and uh, Walter Strong the third. Thank you for for joining welcome, us. Welcome. Um. It's, it's great to have your company. Today, we're actually catching up with a number of video and live streaming updates. So new releases, um, improvements to, to programs and products, and uh, s some new things that haven't really even been released yet, but have been teased. So um, I guess the next one on the list uh, is, let's talk about Camtasia. So Camtasia is sort of video... Uh, video editing software, but it also gives you the ability to record um, not just yourself, but also your screen. And it, I guess its superpower in some ways is the ability to capture the metadata when you do record it. So it's great for making um, software tutorials. And it, it, it captures things like uh, the, you know, the, the path that your cursor actually made. So you can do all kinds of cool stuff with that. And I've, I've, we've done an entire show sort of comparing CapCut and Camtasia um, in the past. So check out the archives if you want to learn more about that one. They have just recently released their 2023 uh, Camtasia release. Um, I really like this product and this company. I like to support this company. Um, uh, and I'm... I'm 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 not a huge fan of new novel things at the best of times. So to be honest, I I probably could still be using the same version I started with, you know, ten years ago for the most part. But um, it's interesting to see the things they're bringing in. So let's uh, let's talk about some of those. Um, 
So one of the things that I've mentioned this on the show previously too is the the background control. They do have an AI tool. It is technically still um, in in beta uh, to easily remove a background, even a complicated or multicolor background uh, with no green screen required. I did personally find this a little hit and miss. Um, mm. So I I mean I literally have a green screen, so I'll probably continue to to use that and and remove the color with that remove a color feature. I've also got some expanded image and animation controls, which is really nice. Um, there are some other other features uh, that they've brought out as well. So under the hood improvements, uh, it's, it's sort of faster and more powerful. Uh, the canvas rulers have, have uh, changed actually. So that is really cool because lining stuff up in video visually is really, really awesome. Um, there's an improved Camtasia Home, which is not terribly exciting, but you know they've noted it nonetheless. Uh, the corner pinning. So you can actually add uh, 3D effects to your images and videos. I haven't had a ch chance to play with this one just yet. Um, variable speed playback is coming. And it's interesting because I... I don't like to speed up or slow down anything in terms of video and audio, <laughs> but I know some people do, and I guess especially if you're editing, that might be a, a useful feature because you don't want to sit through the, the entire thing um, in real time, especially if it's an hour long. Um, social media style filters, um, a vignette effect, which seems like a weird thing to be adding this late in, in uh, the course. Yeah, it's like, why isn't that? That should be in 1.0. Like, yes, that is crazy. a weird one. And it, hilariously, they did actually release uh, an update. I, I think it was actually to the previous version um, for Valentine's Day with a whole bunch mm -hmm. of love heart effects and transitions and things. So uh, okay. those those are some new things happening in Camtasia. Um, I, and I guess the other thing I'll note about Camtasia too is... Uh, you know, you, it, this is software you buy outright. It's not a subscription model, but they do have what they call a maintenance plan. And if you pay, you know, X dollars per year, you'll get the new version automatically. Um, the only weird thing about that is that if I look at my computer and I type in the word Camtasia, I've got like, I've got Camtasia 2020. I've got Camtasia 2021. I've got Camtasia 2023 and 2022. Like I've got all these versions. And to be honest, I could go in and, and uninstall those if I wanted to. Um, but it, I just think it's funny. And occasionally you might actually need to go back to one of those early versions if there's some weirdness in a, in a project. Yeah. Uh, I think we can answer Walter's question when we sure. move on to uh, the next actual topic. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Let's do that then. Um, so, Sam, talk to me all about uh, the the CapCut updates, and I'll um I'll I'll share what I learned about this today in a moment. Yeah. But yes. Uh, so it's funny because the thing that we found right before the show is not on the list that uh, the version update shows, but uh, there's three big updates. The first one being that CapCut now removes filler words like and uh, um and and stuff like that. Uh, I did a test with this briefly, only one. I think this is part of their pro, so you do have to have a subscription for that particular thing, but it gives you like the readout and then tries to upsell you. I wasn't I wasn't super impressed by it. It's as good as anything else that does this. It's like so far needs work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I guess um, I mean, it's good to hear that that feedback because I, I sort of asked Sam about this uh, a little while yeah. ago and I guess my experience with this is in Descript um, and it has tools where you can remove all the ums and the ahs but 
that's often that sounds really, really disjointed and yeah. weird. And if you're cutting audio and video, it's probably even worse again. Um, I kind of, uh, I mean, I literally just said, um, but I, I encourage people <laughs> to just be okay with saying, um, and, uh, especially yeah, if you're think, talking live. I think there is a certain level where it's, it's, uh, you know, easily just glossed over by the human brain and it's stuff like what I just did was horrible and you would definitely want to replace that. But it's, it's one of those things where it's not so cut and dry that you can just be like, find these sounds and cut those phonemes out. And actually, and John's gonna hate this. It needs to have an AI backing it that goes, <laughs> is this important? Is this a seamless cut? Does this make sense? Uh, and so far nobody's doing it right, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, so one of the other big things that they released is you can now move keyframes on your tracks, whereas before they have a special dock for your keyframes and you had to like finagle it there. You can actually do it on the timeline now, which is so good. Like that was a huge ask that I had had in the past um, because that's just I'm a visual editor and, you know, having it right there, it makes a lot more sense than somewhere off on the side toggling it between here and there. And who knows? Uh, and the last big thing on their list is you can now adjust the speed for multiple clips together, which I feel like I tried to do. And it no, well, maybe I was trying to do something else. No, I don't think I tested this. I, I think I'm confusing it with me trying to do something else with multiple clips. Um, but in a in. In response to Walter's question, which let's throw mm -hmm. that up here, uh, which is uh, what would be a good mobile app on iPhone that you would recommend to do horizontal video editing? I use Captions app for my verticals. So I actually do recommend CapCut. I think CapCut is a great tool. It will let you change aspect ratios. You can do 16 by nine, nine by 16, one by one. You can make up your own aspect ratio. Um, the beauty of CapCut is you can do it on your phone, you can do it on your PC. You can do it on your Mac. I, I probably have a Linux version. I don't know. Um, and you can sync all of those together. So if you wanted to move a project, you'd start it on your phone to a computer. You could do that. So I personally would recommend CapCut for your needs, especially mobile. Um, depending on what you're specifically doing, uh, I may have other suggestions, but right now that's, that's my go-to. Okay, and I guess the other thing we um and and I think there is actually a, a in browser version of of CapCut too, yeah, oh, so they've really yeah. got got every angle covered. Yes. And it's funny because Sam I think only uses it on his on his phone. I only use it on desktop. So no, I, I so if I'm doing a bigger project where I actually expect to have more than three pieces of content involved, it will be something I do on the PC. There's, you know, a good amount of like meme viral stuff that only requires a couple couple clips and i'll do that really quick in like a 10 minute span on my phone but if i think i'm going to be spending more time on something that's definitely going to the pc like I, all of these i do a lot of freelance gigs and i've stopped paying for adobe and i'm doing it all in CapCut pc now it is it's funny and i i know i've said this before but it's mind-bogglingly good for free software yeah and i, I yeah. I'm, I'm always looking for the catch and i haven't found it yet but um and i should say in full disclosure the only thing i i mean i do edit in camtasia um but what i have been using CapCut for is to actually go in and burn in those those captions at the end yeah it um, does a good job on that i i do wish that 
the aesthetic values of uh, the captions thing was a little better, but for free and quick, that's it's fine. And it's I, again, I don't particularly want to go down a huge rabbit hole on this one, but it's it's one of those weird things that um, sometimes the 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 captions that beat you over the head and grab your attention are great for that purpose, but they're not really yeah. accessible captions. So different people in your audience may actually need different things. Um, That's and uh, it's it. I mean, it's just something to keep in mind. But um, I guess the other thing that we sort of discovered, like literally minutes before we came on this morning. Um, was this so um i've just up upgraded to uh capcut 2.1.0 um <laughs> on my desktop computer and it had this new exciting thing called spaces so essentially i can go into my space um i can in invite other people to collaborate with me on my space it looks like by default they give you um one gigabytes worth of space but the thing that you can't see just underneath this in invite um dialogue is that they say that after you upload your first project, you'll get 10 gigabytes worth of space. <laughs> and that is, that's mind boggling. But like, if you're thinking about actually collaborating with somebody or you're thinking about maybe working a little bit between your phone and your computer, or maybe somebody else's phone and, and your computer or vice versa, um, that, that is kind of amazing. It does note that you do need uh, version 8.1.0 on the mobile or CapCut Desktop 2.1.0, which is literally the, the most recent. Um, but that you can come in here. So I clicked on the little person icon in the top right hand corner of this screen. I can uh, go and add, I can essentially send this invite to somebody else. They can click on it or they can just copy and paste the, the little code out of that. So that in itself is amazing. Yeah. And I, I get the feeling that CapCut do have sort of premium things they can sell you, but that's, yeah. uh, even the, even the free version is just so good. Like they're, they're making such a play for that market. Yeah, they they do have a fair amount of sort of, you know, premium upsells within their thing. You go into a project and it has the different uh, transitions and effects and stuff. There's a solid amount of good ones that you can just use for free. But yeah, there are better ones, uh, you know, if you are willing to uh, get the subscription, you know. Uh, but yeah it's it's so good as like all the stuff that is available for free i almost never uh to put this in comparison to canva where almost every time i set something up i'm like ah damn it that's a pro one i almost <laughs> never accidentally pick the pro thing and like seconds later i'm like ah, i gotta take that out now <laughs> absolutely they just have good stuff yeah yeah and right. it's um it's yeah again i don't want to go off on too much of a tangent but um it, it is I, I do see two two sort of trends emerging. One is sort of the monthly subscription uh, model. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so reasonable, like $15, $20, $30 a month. But the minute you have five or six of those, it right. gets very, very pricey very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the thing that you noted about Canva, like when they start upselling you on, you know... Uh, a feature by feature basis that is just maddening it's like just it's like oh i wanted that raindrop image mm. i gotta i'm not gonna do that there's a little i can just find that online give me a break guys <laughs> so yeah i guess and generally speaking like all the standard disclaimers apply use what you've yeah. got uh you know use what works for you it doesn't really matter how you get to the final result as long as it's the result you want um you really just got to develop a process that works for you. So 
let's uh, let's talk a little bit about OBS. And this is this is uh, this only came. So they've released version twenty nine point one. This is very very new. I think only a couple of days old, three days old yeah. in fact. Um, I haven't had a chance to install this one or really have a have a close look at this, but there's obviously a lot going on. Um, a number of people reached out to me during the week to say how excited they were for this. So I guess let's just have a really quick look at some mm -hmm. of the, the new features. Um, and some of this is a little technical, so it may not yeah. be for, for beginners, but it, it is sort of good to know for, for more experienced users. So they've added this um, support for, for this new streaming um, codec, uh, which at the moment apparently is only used by YouTube. Um, so if, you, you, if you're streaming to anywhere else, it doesn't mean anything at all. <laughs> um, you've got the ability to uh, work with multi-audio tracks in simple output recording mode. Um, there's an, a DLL blocking feature. So this allows uh, OBS to block problematic DLLs from attaching to OBS and causing freezing or crashes. For example, third-party overlay hooks and outdated video capture devices. Mm -hmm. um, so the, there's different codecs. There's a lot of quite, quite technical stuff. I guess one of the things that I did see people comment on was that they've improved the way stingers work in the software, which is awesome. Right. Um, because we want to make sure that all happens beautifully. Um, I know. I will you... say. Oh, go on. I was just going to say. I, I know that you've installed this on one of your two computers, so yeah. I, you may have had more of an opportunity to play around with this. I really um, haven't. Knowing what these features are now, I haven't played with any of these. I will say the thing with the stinger um, is that this. Pr I, you know, I, this is me just guessing, really hyperbole and all, but uh, I would assume that this is going to actually consume a little more CPU or RAM to, to compensate for basically buffering a scene inside a stinger. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's certainly something to keep in mind. And, um, it's, it's funny because OBS is this really powerful tool and some people are really nerdy and geeky and will use <laughs> every feature under the sun. Right. But I think for, I want to say 95% of all people, um, the, the, this, the, the detail that's in this new release, as much as we love the, the increased um, sta uh, stability, like I don't think there are things in here that are going to rock people's world unless they are a little bit nerdier. No. Yeah, I, really the stinger thing is, I think, the coolest kind of you know thing there, really. Um, and it's more back-end, really. It's not really something that I think people are going to notice anything about. Um, one of the things you didn't mention, which I think is interesting because I've got crappy old eyes, is they added the ability to zoom browser docs uh, with control plus or minus. Oh, I will love, I love that. I mean, I wasn't aware of that, yeah. but um, again, and we spoke about <clears throat> this on the show, like I, I have decent eyes, I have different, different screens, but a lot of this is going to a small um, little external display yeah. that I'm looking at in my teleprompter. So right. it's funny, helpful. I've literally been using sort of the the magnifying tool on, on uh, Windows to 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 because i guess the thing is i can see you fine and i can have this mm -hmm. chat and operate most of uh restream studio which is what we're in but if if i do have a comment i really i, I i'm not going to see it on my little teleprompter it's just right. it's just too small um so i mean that that's that's awesome i love the ability to, to zoom in on those those docs because those docs can be quite powerful 
Um, I again, again, I haven't had a chance to install this. I was going to do this right, like right before the show, and I thought, no, John, that's tempting fate too much. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I guess all my standard um, disclaimers do apply here, though. So uh, before you run out and, and upgrade, it might be worthwhile to download a portable version and just um, back up your 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 scene collections. Um, just try it out. Make sure everything's still working. I guess the, the biggest problem is that you might have a plugin that doesn't work with the new version um, yeah. that your stream relies on. And if that is the case, I'd probably just say, just hold off until that developer has a chance to to catch up. Um, this this is 29.1, so it's not really a major release in, in that sense. So hopefully not too much has changed, but... Um, I mean, it's it's good stuff, and it's it's just very nerdy stuff. So I don't know how deep we want to go into this for, for today's show. But again, we'll we'll certainly keep an eye on that and let you know uh, about things that we discover as we work with them. Yeah. Okay, so this is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey, and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. Today we're catching up with some video and live streaming updates. So some of the things that we've been looking at already include our YouTube updates. The uh, the Android update, uh, Android app for YouTube has finally uh, given us the ability to uh, reply to horizontal video comments with a short, which is awesome. Uh, TechSmith have released their 2023 version of Camtasia. CapCut has released um, a whole bunch of weird and wonderful things as well. And we just spoke about OBS Studio's 29.1 release. So there's a lot, lot going on, a lot to keep up with. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this one, and this is very exciting, and I should say up front, if you're the kind of person that likes acquiring gear, this might be a little dangerous, this segment, because <laughs> Rode have announced that they're bringing out a whole bunch of new and exciting things. Uh, Rode is a company that I'm very quite fond of. I've been telling me telling myself for, for quite a while now that these things are beautiful, but I don't really need them. But that said, like, Rode, if you're listening, if you want to send us some things to review and try out, we'd be very happy to do that. But let's yeah, let's definitely. unpack some of these things, because um, first of all, we've got the Rodecaster Duo. Hmm. So this is basically just a smaller version of the Rodecaster Pro 2. Um, it's got two... Um, I think it's got two uh, inputs uh, for the... Yep. for the uh, In terms of the XLR... Um, <laughs> You've, you've got the ability to bring those in. You've got the, the sound pad. It's a, it's a more compact unit that you can have on a smaller desk. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, you, you probably need to enjoy those RGB colors um, that every, yeah. every button has, but it's, it's a really nice idea. And I love the idea of this one being a little bit more portable, so maybe you can actually take it and travel uh, with it. A road have actually also released a, a bag uh, specifically designed for some of these things too. So if you wanted to, to take it and travel, that is certainly an option. Um, and again, I've got the original Roadcaster Pro and it's uh, it's a beautiful unit. I'm still using it. I'm still loving it. I have no real reason to upgrade. Um, and it does probably have a few things on there on here that aren't on this one here. Um, but to be honest, if you're one or two people you know, recording a podcast in the same environment. Um, this could be a really great way of doing it. And I guess the other thing to keep in mind about the Rodecaster line generally is that you can put in an SD card and you can record an entire audio podcast on this device without even having a computer. So 
if you're if you are traveling, if you're interviewing people on the road, uh, on the road, if you'll forgive the pun, <laughs> um, you know that is another way of working. So the one that I'm really really excited about though is this one here. This is the Rode X Streamer X. So this this is amazing, and I guess one of the the markets that Rode have obviously identified as as a good uh, place for for market growth is the the streamers and the the streamers that stream video games specifically, and I think this this Rode X line is really marketed towards them specifically. Um, this this unit has sort of one XLR import and one HDMI import. So if you just are a single person and you've got a microphone and you've got a web camera or a video camera, maybe something something a little bit better than a, the standard web camera, you can plug these in, you can ready to go, you can adjust. They obviously have knobs instead of faders. They have a smaller sound pad um, option there, but you do have the buttons to go between different profiles. So um, it doesn't have the same display. So. Uh, one nice thing about the the earlier version of the Roadcast that I've got uh, is that I do have a display and I can sort of go and see what uh, what sound is on which button um, in a way that you probably can't do with this one. But to be honest, this is this is such a beautifully compact option. Uh, again, if you're traveling, if you're taking this to the office, it's very very simple, and I love the fact that they've actually managed to. Uh, marry up, um, you know, the the audio and the video together uh, in this way. So, um, you know. Okay. So, uh, Sam, did you want to, I feel like I've been talking a while. Do you want to interject <laughs> on this um, one? I mean, yeah, I, I just want to point this out. Uh, where'd that go? Walter asked, uh, Sam and John, is this available yet? And what is the price range on it? So, yes, it is. It's all over the place. Uh, it runs about three ninety nine that i've seen it uh listed um so there you go and uh i'm just opening my amazon wish list right now and... <laughs> yeah. it's one uh, of those those weird so things good. that obviously um we're in different parts of the world and our currencies are weird at, at the best of times but um yeah. I, I i part of the reason i'm talking about this today is because um I, I mean, I got an email from a company called Video Guys, videoguys.com.au here in Australia. I'm not affiliated with them in any way, but they they did, uh, and essentially these things are pre-order here in Australia. I'm not sure if they're more readily available in America. They could be. Um, for this, for the Rota Extrema X, it's currently 649 Australian dollars. Um, so you know, it's a, and the the Roadcaster Duo was uh, 799 again Australian dollars. Um, so they they are an investment, but to be honest, yeah. I think they're pretty good value for what they they represent. And you know, if if I compare the the price of the original Roadcaster and um, you know, even just the Elgato, um, what is the word I'm looking for, Sam? The the capture card device. Um, the cam link. Yes. Yeah. So even that, that, you know, those two things together, um, a lot of these yeah. products are probably very similar or, you, you, you know, um, a little bit cheaper, in, in fact, yeah. and they, they all come into the same sort of environments. Um and especially like if you're if you're attempting to do a lot of this stuff remotely and you're working with a laptop it's not a trivial thing that you know you've got one out the output from you know say this device let me just bring it up on the screen again 
So, you know, you're just traveling, maybe you've got uh, your laptop, uh, you can you can go out of this device uh, and get the audio and the video together uh, rather than have two separate connections on your computer. So that in itself is really cool. Again, we haven't physically got our hands on any of these things yet. Right. So maybe wait until they are more readily available and, uh, you know, check out some of those, those YouTube reviews that will inevitably come out. But I just love the idea of this. I love how, how compact it is. I love that it's it's really designed for a single person because uh, you know if you're not if you're not sitting around a table talking to somebody in, in a, the same physical space, this is probably all all you need. So is one one audio and and one one video. Uh, it's not to uh, say that you couldn't add additional things yeah. on top of that if you wanted to, but yeah, go ahead, sure. Sam. Oh, I was just going to say, FYI, I was just looking at BHP Photo, and it's uh, according to them the availability is June thirtieth. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it is a little bit of a tease. So it's a little bit um, still to come, but it's, I mean, it's its lovely stuff. And it, I, I said to Sam before we came on live, I, I keep telling myself that I don't need any th these things, but my God, they're beautiful. Um, so let's yeah. talk about another one from Rode. So this is the, the PodMic um, USB. So this is, uh, this is a variation of an existing uh, microphone that Rode have. Uh, that was purely XLR, but now it's XLR and USB. And again, I love these microphones. And uh, when I say these microphones, I love anything that gives you the option of XLR or USB because it gives you so much flexibility. We mentioned last week that um, Sam's using a, a new microphone, the the Samsung, I want to say Q2U. Is yes. that Yeah, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so and that also gives you XLR and USB. It just there there's there are short versions, the MV7 also give you that ability. It's just really beautiful because if you're just at your computer, if you're just at your laptop, if you're on the road, you can just plug in that USB cable and go. But if you're maybe in an environment with more people and you want to go via um, an audio interface, you can do that as well. So you can really take it in whatever direction you want to take it, which is really, really awesome. Okay. And I just want to I'll turn that off for a second. Um I, and, you know, I, I completely agree with Walter. So he's saying that um, this is a game changer for me. Price, price, price and features uh, what I've been waiting for. So, yeah. I mean, that's I, I think that's the thing. Like, um, Rode have sort of identified there are different markets and different markets and different people want different things. And they're giving them more options. And I think it's just it's a beautiful thing. Um, one last product before we move on from, from this is the Rode charging case for the Wireless Go 2. And this is, the, the Wireless Go 2 is one of the, the wireless mic options that the Rode give you. Um, essentially, here we've got two, two microphones and a receiver. The, the beautiful thing about this is this case can carry them, but it can also charge them, which... I think uh, there were actually some people outside of Rode producing similar things, and I think Rode sort of cottoned on to the fact that this was a very good idea and they should do their own version. So nice. <laughs> that's uh, that's a really beautiful thing. Um, and you can you can attach uh, you know lapel mics to this. You can actually they, they've got their sort of uh, man in the street type microphone that you can hold and, and put one of those units in there as well. But I, it's just it, like it's a very little thing, but I think it's really helpful because especially if you are 
shooting remotely, you want to make sure those microphones are charged because there's nothing worse than going out in location with all the expensive equipment and yep. all the expensive talent and going, oh no, <laughs> the microphones aren't working. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen a few different Twitch users that, uh, or Twitch streamers that use that that mic, uh, and I think that's great. Um, they're a little bulky as far as being a lab. Um, but the brilliance is that it's two mics to one receiver. So if you are just a single person and you're going to go for a long, long time, you can just have that one as a backup and be like, just make the switch. Not a big deal. <laughs> you don't have to put in a new receiver. So I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's that, those are some of the things that we've uh, we've been made aware of in the last few weeks. So um is there anything that you're particularly excited about or that you want to draw our attention to, Sam, uh, whether yeah. it's part of that or beyond that? I think actually one thing that I haven't created a caption for, but you wanted to address was some algorithm updates. Yeah, I've, I, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of source on this. So some of this is secondhand information and some of this, you know, I've just seen repeated over and over again. Um, both Instagram and TikTok have made some new changes to their thing. And I figured we would go over those really quick here. Uh, so Instagram, I, I can't remember if it was the CEO or someone else high up on their um, team. They'd gotten a lot of backlash for just how much video focus they had done last year. And somebody, you know, there had even been like a, uh, like I think it was a change.org campaign <laughs> to, to make them stop <laughs> something. Like, it got like 300,000 signups or something ridiculous. And yeah, somebody pretty high up said that they did focus too much on video in the last year and they're going to refocus 2023 on photos so look for those sort of things to happen along with that a few things have happened they deprecated the real bonus program so uh if you had talked to me two months ago i would have been like this is what i'm working on i'm doing reels on TikTok or on instagram probably not say that um and they had like a creator fund where they were paying people you know based on thousand views and uh videos and stuff like that and it was it was all right it was a decent amount that's gone um they have alluded to the fact that they're going to upgrade their monetization policies and do new things and something's going to replace that uh but nothing has launched at this point um one of the big things and i'm not sure how speculative this is but one of the, no it's not actually i definitely saw this in a in a legit source at some point um on Instagram is that they have sort of put a um, an importance value on video or uh, videos and posts that have only three to five hashtags. Even though you can still do 30, uh, they do kind of weigh that as spammy at this point. Uh, TikTok also does this where three to five is kind of the sweet spot. I think theirs might be closer to five to eight, if I remember accurately. And I um, guess TikTok has a bit more of a character limit anyway, so you probably can't yeah, get to yeah. any more than that in there. That's that's very true. Um, and speaking of TikTok, they released a new feature called Memories, which if anyone has Snapchat or Facebook, this is very similar to exactly what those things do over on those platforms, where you're now going to suddenly get notifications for like, here's a video you did on this day a year ago or two years ago, or <laughs> if you've been around longer, longer. Um, and in theory, it's a new thing. So if you utilize it, they'll probably put a little more weight on it algorithmically. So look for that. And I, 
I don't know. Like they give me those notifications and I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I would repost that. I don't know why. <laughs> so, so that is the, that is the part that I was just going to ask a question about that. So not, not only are they showing you this and saying that, you know, last year you did blah, blah, yeah. blah, but they're giving you an option to, to repost, to repost it. it. Yeah. That's the implication. I think on the cute avalanche channel, there's probably a lot more use for that because cats are cats it's not like somebody's gonna be like i saw this cat being cute a year ago and i am upset now whereas <laughs> me fooling around with stupid tiktok filters uh, is probably gonna not have the the legs <laughs> to repost <laughs> it's funny I, I i follow one person on tiktok and i'm going to be incredibly vague as to not give away any details but they they it's it's not even the same video, but they they open a lot of their videos with the same couple of words, and oh, it just drives me nuts. And I was thinking about this yesterday. It's like <clears throat> the sales pitch for TikTok is: Do you like seeing the same thing over and over again, but with different people playing the roles? You'll love I, TikTok. I um, have such a love hate relationship with TikTok, and there are days where I will literally like be scrolling through, just listening to those first three words partly out of spite just to be like i want something interesting um and then just partly out of just the scientific like method of like what are those three words because yeah there there's like maybe maybe a dozen that you can hear over and over again ad nauseum for different people it's like Hey, YouTubers. Hey, TikTokers. Do you create videos? You know, like all these things. And it's just like, I'm sure those work, which is why they're doing it. But mm. man, do I want to skip that video? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I, I think love hate is probably the, the right expression to describe that because sometimes it's just, uh, it's just a small dose of something funny or interesting. And a lot of times it's just, them putting random stuff in front of you to see how you will react. Yeah. And I, I sometimes I make the mistake of lingering on a video just a little yeah. too long yeah. just to try to figure out what it even is because right. it's so confusing. And then suddenly TikTok no, and YouTube you shorts are like, oh, John is just obsessed with this show. Just show him everything. And I'm like, I'm really not. I kind of hate it. Please stop showing oh, me this yeah. crap. Um, oh, there was it, a time where there was something, it was YouTube specifically and I went in and I, I, I saw something, I scrolled past it and I was like, no, screw that. I went back and I was like, not interested, downvote, boo. Mm. And then I kept getting it. And I was like, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> like, because I interacted with it negatively, that's positive? No. And I think um, like the other thing too, like, and we, we mentioned this only a little while ago, but um, there are a lot of people reposting a lot of the same vertical content on a lot of different channels yeah. with or without permission to do so. And uh, like, sometimes I will, like, I'll go in and just say, like, I never want to see this person ever again in my entire yeah. life. Mm -hmm. And yet they'll keep showing up because they're physically different accounts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just have such a weird relationship with, with TikTok and even YouTube shorts, although YouTube shorts... I feel like I have a little bit more control over the kinds of things I see. But I guess the other thing too, and again, I don't want to, this, this is a bit of a tangent, but I guess the other thing I've noticed too is that the popular videos on all of these platforms are popular on all of these platforms. And mm -hmm. I will watch Facebook uh, reels one night and they will show me all the same things that I saw yesterday on TikTok or, or YouTube. And yep. I don't really know what the 
Maybe they're just inherently interesting or popular, but I just, there's something about it that is so curious to me and I can't quite work out what it is that, that makes these things work. Yeah. But that's that's probably a, a rant for another day. Anyway, so this is the, the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey and I'm joined by Sam Prof. Today we've been catching up with some of the updates um, and the re new releases and the exciting uh, announcements. So yeah. um, I'm curious for those that are watching, have you uh, learned of any new exciting things lately that you'd like to share with us in the chat? Um, I'm certainly excited to to update OBS Studio probably after today's show um, and and check out a few things there. Um, and I, I'm really fascinated by the CapCut ability to have those those spaces. So again, I might just bring that up again because I just I'm I'm fascinated by that uh, because you know storage space is cheaper probably than it's ever been, but it's still not free. So the fact that they're right. giving you somewhere between one and 10 gigabytes worth of storage for no additional cost or no cost at all is rather mind boggling. So again, uh, if you just joined us, uh, this was a feature I discovered earlier today while I was uh, preparing for today's show. I've just upgraded to CapCut Desktop 2.1.0 on my Windows computer. And I've been brought this this new exciting feature called Spaces. So again, you, you will get your own space here. Uh, you can invite people with a special link to join that space so you can collaborate with them and share uh, the project and, and the resources inside of that project. So that is really cool. And I think, like Sam, we, we might need to just find some excuse to, to try this out later <laughs> um, because that, that is really, really interesting. Um, again, I know I've said... I don't need it, but I have to acknowledge the fact that the, the all the new road releases are really so beautiful. And I, I think for, for me, this will probably be the thing that I recommend to people wanting to stream. Once they've established that they've got a workflow in place, there's they've got a proof of concept, there's something they can reproduce um, with their web camera and the USB mic or, or whatever. Um, you know, this, this is... because. Really, if you you pair this up with a with a nice camera and a nice microphone, you know maybe a boom arm, uh, this this is pretty much a complete setup all by itself. Um, obviously, add a computer as well and some headphones, but yeah, that's that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, so I, I would like to see them make uh, like a medium, like if we're gonna call that the small, right? That's the mm -hmm. solo, like a medium with two. XLR inputs and then like maybe a, a large with four because that would straight out replace like my uh, my Zoom H6 and my Cam Link and some other stuff really and be cheaper. <laughs> like yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, the possibilities are endless. So, uh, but but again, I just feel like most people, um, especially if you're doing things remotely and you're just even like even for people that are just working from home and they have to be on a meeting occasionally and sure. they, they want semi-decent audio and video. Like that is such a compact little unit. I just, I, I love the idea of it. Again, I, I don't need it. I've got my own equipment. I'm, <laughs> you know, but road, please feel free to get in touch if you want to. Um, but it is, it is a nice thing. We do also have the, the Roadcaster Duo, which is sort of that smaller version of the Roadcaster Pro. Um, again, you know, one or two people, uh, if you're physically in the same location, that's probably all you'll need. Um, and we've got, of course, the, the Rode pod mic with USB as well. So again, great, op great options. And in fact, if you bought this microphone, 
and you were using the USB connection, and then eventually you decided, hey, I might want to upgrade to this one. You can still use the same microphone. So that's that's amazing in itself. So yes, um, you know, there, there, there are beautiful things on, on the way from Rode, and this is not an ad. This is definitely not an ad, um, but I'm just really, <laughs> really impressed. And I... I have used the the, road, the original Roadcaster for years at this point, and it's it's such a beautiful thing. I I do also own other uh, Rode mics. This is the the Procaster again. I I use the Shure one at the moment, but they they just do really nice work. Okay, so this is the video and live streaming show. I'm John Lacey, and I'm joined by Sam Proof as always. Um, thank you for for joining us today. We are sort of curious if there are particular topics that you would like us to cover in the future. So wherever you happen to be watching this, whether you're watching this live or maybe catching up with the recording later on, just let, leave us a chat message or, you know, if you know how to contact us, reach out to us in that way as well. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, Sam, how have you been finding the, the new microphone? Uh, it's great. I actually use this on uh, on that freelance gig I just had this week, only for some punch-ins, and it's it's almost so good that it was very noticeable, and I had to mess with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the other one I had recorded sound off the phone with a. I have a mic that plugs into this, uh, mm -hmm. which isn't so different than those Rode Labs. Um, it's a it's a cheaper, you know, really cheap. Uh, lav mic but it's basically the same stuff uh but yeah it's fantastic i mean that's how do how do you all find it i think is the question but speaking of finding things out of curiosity i looked up razor to see what they were up to and apparently this dropped last month um it's the uh oh i'm on that okay it's it's the razor stream controller x and this is just straight out a elgato uh stream deck competitor Yes. Uh, I, they, they've released other stuff like this in the past, but this one's the new version. So uh, it's, it's an interesting space, apparently, because you've got Elgato doing this. Now Razer Loop Deck had something. Uh, I'm curious to see what yeah, I think we're going to probably see one or two more clones and knockoffs come out. And then it'll wait. So it's cool. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It looks really just exactly the same uh yeah it's 15 buttons and i guess you know we we have been getting excited about some some gear lately so i think i have to do my standard community service announcement and say if you don't need it you don't have to get it if you can't afford it don't get it don't go hungry don't go into debt um i a, a lot of the times the things you already have will probably be working really, really well for you. So yeah. my big thing is once you've got a workflow in place, you're able to to reproduce the work, whether that's going live, whether that's recording a video and editing it and putting it on YouTube or whatever. Um, in some ways, that's more important. And we don't really want to get too distracted by the, the shiny object syndrome. I know that's really hard to do in this very busy, chaotic internet connected world where we can be entertained and distracted by everything under the sun at all times. Um, yeah. So like really try and get clear on what you want to do and work with the stuff you've got. But that said, you know, if, if Black Friday comes around or your birthday or Christmas or something and you want to treat yourself, um, by all means, if you, if you can afford to do that, uh, do it and enjoy it. So, um, you know, that's, those are just the things that are, 
that I, I like to mention because I think sometimes the worst thing you can do is say, I'll, I'll get started when I have the new camera or oh, when yeah, I've got the new microphone. And really, in a lot of ways, the thing that you're developing is your concept, it's your workflow, but it's also yourself and your communication skills and your ability to uh, position yourself as an expert in your field. So those things are, are things that you've got to really practice and, and work on as well. So so keep that all in mind. Um, but this has been the, the video and live streaming show. Before we start to wrap up, Sam, where can people find out more about you and watch your content and all that good stuff? Yeah, you can find me over at samproof.tv. All my links are there. And uh, I'm always working on cute avalanche stuff pretty much. So you can also find me over there. <laughs> nice. Uh, and yes, cute, cute, cute cats never go out of style. So that's that's a great place to be. If you want to catch up with any of the things that I've been doing lately, you can head over to johnlacey.com. Um, connect with me on, on LinkedIn or YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, actually, if you go to the, the bottom of that website, there's a whole bunch of social links. So feel free to join me wherever you like to hang out. That would be awesome. So, Sam, um, you, you mentioned the cute avalanche and you, you do have that uh, that birthday goal, which is sounds like it's taken a little bit of a hit um, due to some yep. complications. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, do you, do you have any advice for somebody... Um, and I, I won't even pretend that I'm asking for a friend, but on how to improve YouTube watch watch time? I mean, it depends on the content for sure. For, you know, Cute Avalanche, a major part of our strategy is just having that 24-7 live stream. It's, it's really just been um, a, a huge windfall of watch time because it's 24-7, right? Which the average person you cannot be expected to be doing that you know depending on your niche unless your mm. niche is forest sounds right yeah. um it's not really open to a 24 7 kind of stream but i think i think live streaming in general does give you a a great sort of introductory area for people to like sink into especially if it's a more conversational stream i think what we're doing here is better for rewatch value, which is good. Um, so that's, you know, a good strategy in itself is to do a live stream with the intention of rewatch value. And then you can use that remix to uh, turn it into shorts. I think, um, you know, having that combined uh, one-two punch, if you will, to have the initial thing and then essentially shorts and live streaming and regular video are three different platforms. Like they're totally different services that do not cross audiences. So anything you can do to cross that audience and, you know, just give people a little uh, push in that direction and not like a yell, not like a, I do this thing on live stream. That's not <laughs> going to do anything. It's not going to move the needle at all. But if you take clips out of your long form content, your live streaming content and sort of cross promote that thing by like, here's a really poignant thing. And you do this really well. I've seen you do this uh, time and time again on Instagram and Twitter and, you know, all of the, the vertical platforms and stuff to take those things directly, not like outside of the program in CapCut or Camtasia, but directly inside YouTube. Uh, find that moment, clip that seven seconds, 12 seconds, and turn it into a short, um, you're going to have, you've seen the, the traffic shorts get, 
one percent of those are probably going to find that thing that links them back to the original source and will actually do that and in the long run i think that is a good strategy i think that's going to get you uh long-term subscribers that do pay attention to the live stream i think it's hard to grab shorts people because yeah they're there for the swipe they're there to mm. be like what's interesting what's interesting what's interesting and only when they find something that really really connects do they like stop for a second and like go who is this what am i doing or i've seen this person five different times now yeah. let me actually see what else they have so uh, you know it's it's a lot and i think we all fall into uh this habit of like there's six or seven major platforms that we're trying to pay attention to and trying to vie for and make content for and it's you know it's great but at the same time it's a distraction for if this is the goal if youtube is the goal mm. then like all focus has to be on how can i maximize good quality content creation here not throw a million things out and like that that is a bit of a paradox and yeah. we we could probably do an entire show on that and i might even oh, yeah. I, I might even encourage you to do that because i guess that is like for me linkedin and youtube are the places i'm trying to grow and my my feeling is that um and like i have people on on facebook and twitter and instagram um that probably don't want to leave those right. platforms no, and they, you know don't leave <laughs> yeah so i mean it's it's always that thing where i think do i upload the video to the platform directly or do i try to get them to come to youtube and it's um yeah. I, I guess on facebook for example they they can watch the video in that platform without physically leaving and i yeah guess that counts as a view um in in the broader scheme um sure. just one one other thing that i i was kind of oblivious to about youtube until quite recently. So um, the ability to actually clip other people's videos and yeah. share that. Um, and there's a whole section if you go into to your settings, uh, could your clips. And, um, you know, this is where you're not putting it on your channel, but maybe you really want to highlight something. So when uh, Tanya Smith from Stream Like a Boss was talking about me being on her show uh, the, the following week, I sort of took a little clip of that and I can share that out to some places. I can embed that in some places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't embed that in, in LinkedIn, um, in a LinkedIn article, which was annoying because it was kind of the place I wanted it. But um, right. yeah, there, there are all kinds of opportunities in YouTube. And I think sometimes, and maybe we need to do another show on I think so, creator yeah. mindsets, <laughs> um, but like really... There are so many variables and when something doesn't go well and doesn't get much interest and you put your heart and soul into it and you're just banging your head against the wall going why it's so frustrating and i'm just gonna be honest with you i'm so deep in the trenches with that at the moment it's it's been a tough week you know <laughs> i i think so it's interesting because you know i i think there's a point where yeah, something you put a lot of work into does not get more than 20 hits or views or whatever. And you're like, Jesus, I really thought this would hit, you know, this would hit a couple thousand. Um, and I remember like, this is this has been going on for, you know, decades now. I remember mm. back in 2010, Michael Buckley, who was What the Buck, like literally said, like, I will repost a video if it does not do well. And I, I cannot do that. It's like something ingrained in me that's like, no, it's out there. I just have to push it harder somehow. But I think the beauty of um, shorts 
is I might be able to break that mindset there because mm. shorts is it's seven seconds, eight seconds. You know, it's, it really, you can do a minute, but I feel like the things that hit the best are 10 and under seven to 10, I think is the range because it's just something about the human psyche. That's what we absorb. And then we're done. We've either made an attachment and we do want more. Um, and that's when those people are going to go try and find you or we're swiping to the next thing already. Like, uh, I think that's the beauty of shorts is the ability to redo something like, let's try this again. Um, I know we're, we're basically out of our time, but we'll go a little long. I did this freelance thing um, over the weekend, which is very much a commercial, very much an ad, uh, which you can only find on TikTok. And if you do find it, hit me, uh, find it and tag me because uh, I can't find it. They don't post it to their channel. It's posted as an ad, but they do A-B testing with all of these things. So they have multiple versions and they put them out there. And I feel like you know, that's a thing that's been working for marketers for decades and decades and decades. So why not apply that logic to content creation for a YouTube channel? You know, especially in the shorts thing where it's like 10 seconds, who cares? Like if you watched the same essential 10 seconds, about two seconds of it are different twice, you probably just thought you saw it, saw it over on Facebook and you're just seeing it again on this platform, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've seen the same video four different times I'll still watch it half the time, uh, you know, <laughs> or I would have already swiped past it in the first place. So who cares? I wouldn't have seen the middle, you know, and if it was different, it didn't matter. So I think, you know, try that. I think, you know, uh, there, there is someone out there. Um, we were talking about TikTokers who use the same intro hook over and over and over again. Um, and yeah, they do that so much so that if that intro hook works, you know, a couple of times, then sure, why not use that? And then just whatever the next thing is. You have that two seconds that always lands and then five seconds of something new or even three seconds of something new and one second of like, follow me, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bye, now, <laughs> hello, Joe. Hey, Joe, um, we're actually just wrapping up the show, but yeah. it's... uh. Yeah, it's great to great to see you, um, and thanks to everybody that's joined us in the in the chat live today, um, Walter and um, and CG as well, uh, and and Joe. So it's been great to have your company today. Again, if you're just coming in now, you might want to head and check out the recording a little bit later. Definitely. But we're talking about some updates for different programs and some exciting new equipment from Rode. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be back uh, roughly the same time next week, and we'll be we'll we look forward to talking to you then. Take care, everyone.